From Vestavia Hills City Schools, this is The Intentional Pursuit. Hey everybody, I'm Whit McGee. And I'm Brooke Wedgworth. Well, Brooke, good to see you again here for our September episode. Yes, back to school. Absolutely. We had Dr. Todd Freeman, our superintendent, on in our August episode and, and talked a lot about those back to school things and the, the initiatives that we're working on, the goals that we're working on as a school system to make school even better than what it already is, Brooke. Oh, yes. I'm excited about our September episode today. And I know you're going to tell us a little bit more about that, Whit, but this really speaks to goal number one that Dr. Freeman spoke about in our August episode. Well, that's right, Brooke. And goal one of our strategic plan says that we should ensure that students learn and demonstrate a profound understanding of knowledge and skills consistent with the expectations of teachers, parents, and the community and ensure that students find value and meaning in the work provided to them. And that second part of that is uh, a big reason why we have our guest on today. Absolutely, this program is going to be all about our new STEM class at Liberty Park Elementary. And joining us today is Martha Martin, who is the new STEM teacher. That's right. Martha has been at Vestavia Hills Elementary Liberty Park for 18 years. This is her 18th year, I should say. Uh, during that time has been a fourth grade teacher, a fifth grade teacher, uh, and a paraeducator is uh, how she started off there. But now she is the STEM teacher for Liberty Park Elementary. Martha, welcome. Well, I'm glad to be here. And we're so happy to have you. So what I would love for you to start with, Martha, is just sharing a little bit about even how this idea came about, so maybe some of those initial conversations. And then once you knew you were going to be the STEM teacher, some of the planning and the steps that you took to really prepare for this school year. In the beginning of last school year, we had a new principal, Blair Nabinet, and she sat down with any one of us who wanted to, just to get to know us, talk to us about our like ideas and things that we were passionate about or things we were worried about. You know, last year was a lot. And um, when I had the opportunity to talk to Blair, I don't even remember how STEM came up, but it's just something I really enjoy doing in my classroom, something that was exciting to me. And she said, well, hold on to that thought because we might circle back to this later. And later in the year, we did circle back. She asked me if I had any interest in trying to pilot some kind of STEM program special. We really didn't know for sure what it was going to look like. And then when the opportunity came, we just hit the ground and ran with it. So this summer, I had the opportunity to do some training with Project Lead the Way. Um, really intense and uh, purposeful program, I think, is going to bring a lot of opportunities for our children throughout the year. Um, I had that training opportunity with our media specialist, Jenny Walton. We were able to do a DIY PD and have a chance to uh, collaborate after that training so that we can look at really unique ways that we can use programs like Project Lead the Way, but in ways that are tailored to the needs of our students. So um, I was really grateful for that autonomy and the opportunity to, to plan something that would be exactly what our students want and need. So just to add a little bit, a little side note for our listeners about Project Lead the Way, that's something that we've started 
with some of our middle school teachers. They've attended training, and they offer different trainings, different pathways. And then we've now had some of our elementary teachers, like Martha, begin attending Project Lead the Way training. And it really just offers some pathways in computer science, engineering, biomedical science. And the goal is to engage students in hands-on activities, projects, and problems that empower them to solve real-world challenges and inspire them to reimagine how they see themselves. So I know we're excited to see what that can look like as that's developed more and as we really implement more of that across our elementary and middle schools. That's great. And and I feel like that also, just from what you were just saying, Brooke, speaks to the core values that you have at Liberty Park Elementary, which is something I know y'all have placed a big focus on over the last couple of years in particular. Um, can you talk about maybe how you've incorporated some of those core values into the lessons that you've been doing? It fits beautifully into a STEM classroom where we're focused on solving problems. So our Our core values, respect, empathy, bravery, excellence, legacy, and service. And right now, each week in STEM, I'm focusing on a particular core value. So we have talked about respect. What does respect look like when we're working with a team, when we're using materials wisely and being good stewards of our resources? Um, This week, we've been doing some really neat challenges with empathy, solving other people's problems by putting ourselves in their shoes and trying to feel what they feel. Even down to the littlest people in our building, they have solved other people's problems in such heartfelt, meaningful ways. It's been a really interesting conversation to go back, ask good questions. Um, If this were you, would you be satisfied with your solution? And sometimes they're not satisfied and they go back and redesign, which is fun to see. So I'm excited in the next few weeks to continue really plugging in those core values as we solve problems and learn how to tackle hard things. We hit bravery next week, and I've been trying to prepare them that next week's challenges are going to be hard and you'll probably fail a lot. And it's okay. So for those who may not know, STEM stands for Science, Technology, engineering and mathematics. And so I would really, and I know Martha's goal is incorporating all of those components within her classroom, but I would love for her to speak a little bit more about that engineering piece and for our listeners to describe what does that engineering design process look like and maybe even share an example from something you've already done or plan to do in your STEM classroom. Of all the things that we could use, why STEM, why engineering, um, a lot of schools choose to do STEM to promote um, job growth in their area. I don't think that's our goal here as much as, as it is preparing students to be problem solvers for whatever problems they face. And the engineering design process is a good process that works, whether they end up in a field of engineering or not. So step one would be to ask a question, or maybe a question has been asked. And so the students would identify the problem, really think about the requirements in order to solve that problem, think about any constraints or things that will hold them back from solving that problem. And then one of my favorite stages is imagine. where They dream so big, and it's fun to watch them, They, especially in elementary where they still really put a lot of magic and imagination into it. And so they'll say, well, I know this isn't real, but I said, what well, it could be, couldn't it? 
could you be inventing something that doesn't even exist yet? And they get really excited about that. It's really fun. So they're also, during that phase, really trying to compare it to something they do know. So if I can imagine something new, maybe it helps me to think about things that do exist. Then comes the planning, and we blueprint things out. They have to really brainstorm their ideas, share ideas. Uh, we've been talking a lot this this week about taking every person's idea and combining it to form a super idea, trying to really help with that teamwork. And they have so much ownership over their idea, it's hard for them to let go and say, okay, well, I'm going to give up a piece of it to the group, even though I really wanted to do the whole idea. So that that's really fun. And then their favorite part is create. They want to build stuff. They want to make things. And so they're, you know, we're talking this week with even first graders about what is a prototype and how do we make something that's maybe not exactly what we want it to be, but a, a picture or a version or, or a model of what we're hoping to design. And um, then we start asking questions again as we test things. So in the test phase, they does my does my build accomplish what I want it to? Is it successful? How do I know? Have I stayed within the constraints of of the problem? And then we start the cycle over again. We start improving, and then we go back and ask more questions. And sometimes we have to do some research. And it's a really good process for any type of problem solving. And um, so that's why we kind of focus on that that part of problem solving with engineering. The thing that I'm hearing as you're sharing so, you know, all these all these reflections on just how it's gone through that first month, I, I wish that if you're listening that you could just see the excitement in Martha's face about just everything that has already happened just in the first month of school and the students who, I mean, my sense is that you've got kids that are really feeling inspired by this is is that is that what you've seen maybe maybe you could share some other takeaways that you've had from the first month well my very first class my very first lesson with each class at the end of our lesson i asked them what do you want to do in stem and they have blown me away the things they want to do the things they want to build and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and i'm hearing from them things that they're making and i'm seeing on social media where children who have put their Legos away for years are bringing them back out again. And that's fun to see that you know, we, can, we, can, we can still play and we can still explore and we can still create and we don't have to outgrow that. And I want them to, to see that we don't have to outgrow dreaming big and trying to solve big problems. Martha, what are some of the other benefits that you hope come out of this program? And what do you hope to see within the students from experiencing a STEM classroom? In a word, grit. I, I want them to face problems with an I can do this attitude, with out fearing failure, with the understanding that failure is a step towards success. It is not the end of a road. Uh, I think sometimes our children they're, they're so intelligent. They have so much talent, and they have an easier path than a lot of kids. So when they hit their roadblock, wherever they hit their roadblock, they don't know what to do. And so I want to provide a safe place for them to learn how to process through something that's really hard, something that seems impossible, a failure, a failure that 
just keeps on hitting them in the face and they don't know how to get past it. And I want them to learn that as early and as often as possible so that when they hit those big challenges that we all do when we walk through life, they know that maybe I don't have the answer, but there is an answer. And maybe I don't know what to do yet, but I I can find out. Can, Can I just jump in for just a second? Because I think what you just said is incredibly powerful and something that I feel like we got to underline in this episode, that failure And those experiences with that is baked into what is going on in this class and in the work that you're doing at Liberty Park this year. It's crucial that they learn how to fail, that they learn how to be comfortable with failure. I I told Blair and Abinette early in the summer, I want them to be excited to fail, like not just to go, I can do this, but to really say, all right, Miss Martin, how are we going to fail today? And that's Martha and I talked about this the other day. There are so many life skills that come out of kids having these experiences, obviously grit, dealing with failure, or two of those, just that, that perseverance that we know kids need, not just as kids, but as adults. And then those communication and collaboration skills, the things that they can develop by learning to work with others, um, compromise with others, teamwork. Those are some other important skills that I think will come out of this program. And the other thing that, that kind of interests me too is you, you you talked a minute ago about some students that have been inspired by their own ideas that, you know, they, they I think you said you mentioned a story of a student that came to you and basically said, I don't think this is a thing. I don't think this thing that it's in my mind exists. But you were able to guide that student to say, what if it could be? I think we're hardwired to be makers and problem solvers anyway. I don't know where that breaks down in children, where they all of a sudden think they can't do things or that, you know, that's just too hard or that's too far-fetched, where they become so stuck in realism that they can't remember to imagine. But yeah, I'm seeing their little imaginations start, start to blossom again in, in just different ways, in different ways. It's exciting to see. Martha, would you mind sharing with us a lesson or even, I hate to say activity, because that really downplays what you're doing, <laughs> but, um, but for lack of a better word, activity that y'all have done in one of your STEM classes in the first month of school? So in working through respect, And what does respect look like in the STEM lab? What does respect look like when we're working with a team? We did a cup stacking challenge with fifth grade, but the constraints were, well, they had red solo cups, a certain amount of string. So they had to cut 30 centimeters of string per person on their team, and they had one regular rubber band. But the constraints were that only the rubber band could touch the cup. So they couldn't use their hands to touch the cup, and they had to devise some sort of tool, and everyone had to be able to use it, and they had to stack the cups a certain way. And watching them have to work together to do that was really fun. But they had fun doing it, too. Messing up was somehow a little easier because they were doing it together. They started to watch other groups and go, oh, oh, look, look, look. And you know, it was fun, too, because they would get a little frustrated. Hey, they stole our idea. And I quickly, I had to think on my feet really quickly. I said, oh, let's not copyright ideas in STEM. Let's share them. Let's, <laughs> let's just start today being OK with sharing ideas yeah. in STEM. We have to share ideas. And so watching them like fashion these like elastic 
stretcher tools to stack all of the cups and then what else can what else can we do we fit we did it what else can we do find a different way and so it's just that was really fun having just gotten you know hit the ground running with this can you tell me what is your vision for the program and then also one of the other things that we're curious to know is we have a lot of very talented stem experts in the greater birmingham area is there community involvement that you have already seen or would like to see what do you think Oh, community involvement is a must. I can't wait to get the community involved in what we're doing. We've had volunteers back in the building, which has been so much fun. And it's been exciting to have parents come in and watch their children process through some of our challenges and even help set things up for another activity or another lesson. So that's that's been really exciting. And I look forward to many opportunities to have STEM professionals in the classroom. I want our students to see what these STEM jobs look like, but I also have a vision for showing children what the engineering design process looks like for the stay-at-home dad or for the retired grandparent, because we all use these skills, and I want them to see the real-world ways that we use them anyway. Um, As far as the program itself, it's a work in progress, like I'm a work in progress and our children are works in progress. So I expect to see it grow and change and mold to the needs of our school, of our students and of our community. So I'm really excited to see the direction that we can take it as a Liberty Park family. Well, it's so exciting to get a glimpse into this program and just seeing the the how it's beginning. And so I just have to say thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing. And we'd love to have you back on somewhere down the road to talk about how things are going. And I'm sure you'll have a lot more to share. Oh, that would be great. I would love to bring a student or two with me and let them talk and share all the things. They, they love it because they're, they're made for this. Their brains are made for this. That's fantastic. Yes. I've enjoyed having you on Martha and I look forward to being in your classroom soon to see all of the STEM in action. Absolutely can't wait for that. And thank you for listening to The Intentional Pursuit.